This is Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and before we get started, let me be clear. This podcast isn't just about minimalism. It's a podcast about living fully. Over the past few years, I've learned that living with a little less in our homes and on our calendars leads to less cluttering up our minds, which simply helps give us the space to give our time and thoughts to the things that actually matter. So what do we talk about on here? We talk about minimalism and decluttering and how to get there, yes. But we also have conversations about pursuing intentionality in the things that matter, like our motherhood, faith, relationships, work, and mindset. Minimalish is a podcast for the women committed to contentment and loving the life in front of them, committed to living with a little less so they can create space for the things that matter most. What it's not about, how many spoons you should have, or any kind of rules or legalistic minimalism that promises you'll be happier if you just get rid of more stuff. Getting rid of stuff isn't what will make you happy. It's about the life you live with the new space you find. If that sounds good to you, grab a mug of whatever you like and stick around. I'm so grateful you're here. Hey friend, welcome back to the Minimalish Podcast. This is episode 84, and we are talking about work today. This is a conversation I had with Haley Williams, who is the host of the Kindled Podcast a while back, but it relates so much to the world right now and the way work looks in the world right now. With the coronavirus pandemic, you may have been working from home for an extended period of time. You may still be working from home. I know some counties have opened back up, Or you may find yourself in a position where you need to search for different work and maybe you're thinking you would like to find work from home. This episode is definitely not just for someone who is working from home, though. We are talking about decluttering your work in general, different things that can help if you feel overwhelmed by your work life, especially as a mom, because we are both talking from the perspective of someone who works from home with kids. So... If you find yourself in this place where you're feeling overwhelmed or even just reevaluating what work looks like in your life right now, this episode is going to be super helpful, super encouraging to you. If you've ever felt yourself with mom guilt for working, whether it's in your home or outside of your home, listen in. These are all things that we are discussing today. We're going from talking about practical tips to literally decluttering our work to what it might feel like if you are in a season where you need to let something go, take something off of your plate in work. And we're also talking about mindset shifts that help the working mom feel less guilty and even help her kids see her work in a different way. As I went through and edited this episode, I was so blessed by this conversation once again, just as I was when we had this conversation. And honestly, Being stuck at home for the past like several months, however long it's been, has really made me reevaluate my work life a lot. So I feel a lot of peace after listening to this and um, I'm just ready to kind of take some action and I hope that you feel the same way as you listen in. And I just want to give you a quick reminder before before we start that it's okay to change your mind. And that's something we talk about. It's okay if right now you're kind of reevaluating things. This is a really good time to reflect and make changes as needed. I know it can also be a stressful time with the economy being in a rough place. So I wanna validate those feelings as well and the frustration that can come with that. But wherever you find yourself, I hope that this episode encourages you. Let's get to my conversation with Haley. Hi, Haley. I'm so glad to be talking to you today. Before we get started, tell me a little bit about who you are, 
what you do, kind of your story, everything like that. Yeah. Hi. Thanks for having me. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So I, my name's Haley Williams and I have, I have a couple businesses, a couple kids, um, one on the way in about 11 weeks. So I have two girls and then we're having another girl. Uh, my first two are almost five and three. So we've got two preschoolers and then we're adding a newborn to the mix. So that will be, that will be interesting in a couple months here. But um, I, my work, I work from home, like you said, and my work is primarily, I have a web design and branding design business. So, you know, I, I was actually a journalism major in college, thought I was going to be a reporter or work for a news outlet realized that that was an extremely exhausting career that you would never really make much money in. <laughs> and I just was like, you know, I don't think that's actually what I want to do. So I started teaching myself web design in college, actually, even though I wasn't going to school for that. I took one class and I just really, it opened my eyes to this whole world. So I have been doing that uh, ever since. So it's been about, um, about nine years of um, you know, building websites for small businesses, medium-sized businesses. And, um, it's just been, you know, something that I was surprised that I was so passionate and loved doing and was pretty good at. And so I've gotten better, but that's, that's the, the main bread and butter, I guess I could say for my income. Um, and then, I started a podcast, Kindled Podcast, in, let's see, January of 2018. And that podcast is all about work, motherhood, and the grace we need for both. Because, you know, as a working mom, like my work has changed a lot over the years of having little children around and going from, you know, working um, all hours of the day, whenever I wanted, burning the candle at both ends, working late into the night until 1 or 2 a.m., and then finally realizing, oh, like you can't do that with kids because you have to be up half the night or you have to get up early with them. And so just as my seasons have changed, uh, you know, my, my work has changed. And so I wanted to be having conversations with other women around the things that I was experiencing and the challenges I was having and talking about like where, where grace came into it and how God was using our work to change us and shape us and mold us. And um, yeah. And so that is, that is kind of what I do. So I have two two businesses because the podcast is, you know, I consider it a business, um, but it's also a passion. I mean, both are passions. So you understand that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so were you working from home, like with your web design business? Is that something that you were doing before you became a mom too? Let's see. I, yes, I did start that. My first website was actually for the lady that did my hair and makeup at my wedding. That's awesome. <laughs> she had like a, a hair and makeup business and I did her first website that was around those services. Um, I think I charged like $700 or I don't know. It was under $1,000. It was very little because um, I didn't really know what I was doing. Like I did, but I knew that it was going to be my first, you know, my rough, yeah. my rough draft. But um, I, so I did, I was also working full time as a marketing manager for um, a company here in Kansas city. So that was kind of in the margins of my day, you know, I'd get home and have dinner and then work in the evenings on websites or logos for people. Um, and the other thing that kind of happened around the time that I got married was I made bridal accessories for my bridesmaids. 
um, like hair flower fascinators. And then I made uh, my own, um, my own fascinator, uh, like a sash. And I, it was just around the time that Etsy was getting popular and kind of becoming mainstream. And so I was like, well, I could list a couple of these things on Etsy and see what happens. And so I did. Um, and I was surprised to find that they sold those items sold. And so I was like, oh my gosh, cool. Like I, I, you know, I had a fixed salary income at, and I was just out of school. So it wasn't that much. So it was like, this is awesome. I have an opportunity to make extra money in the evenings and I'm just going to keep making more stuff. I'm going to make a new style. Every time I sold something, I'd put that money back into, okay, what can I buy now to go make a new style and a new design? And so from in 2011, that started uh, as well. And I kind of started growing that business almost accidentally. I mean, I, I worked really hard at it, but it was an accidental business, I guess, that I fell into. And then um, I had my first daughter in 2014. So I had grown that from just me making products, selling them on Etsy, you know, from my home studio to um, starting to actually sell them in stores and getting uh, wholesale vendors, you know, re retail outlets basically where they were selling them for me. And so that started to help my business grow. And then in the fall of 2016, I decided to take the line, my line to New York bridal market. Um, and there I doubled my business and went from going, you know, I was in nine stores around the country to 20 stores. And so it just kept growing and it was great. I mean, it was a profitable business. I was making money. I loved it. I mean, I had no experience in fashion design or anything like that, but I had a good eye. And so I could either make things or I could buy the right items to make things. And so um, it was awesome. It was really fun. But when my second daughter was born in the, in June of 2016, it really became a lot harder for me because I was juggling now two kids and two businesses, the web design at that point, I was working from home. Um, I had quit my full-time marketing job and was just doing the two businesses and raising the two kids. And it just started to feel like too much. You know, I just really felt like I was just spread really thin. I didn't feel like I was passionate about anything because I was so overwhelmed. Um, and I hated that I had lost some of the passion that I had had uh, for the web design work and, and even for the bridal as well. It was just like, it was all kind of um, compiling. And I also realized like, I cannot do as much as I once did with two little babies because they were 19 months apart. Um, and so I started to really think about like, what is next for me? What am I, how am I, what's, how am I going to solve this? Yeah. And I really love that story. I love how you just really explain like what happens when we, I think like just creatively, but work in general, like we will take on different projects because we have these different ideas and, you know, we see them succeed and I'm sure it was really hard to let go of something, but that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. We're, I really want to focus in on decluttering our work. That is something, you know, that's a theme. I think for any of us, this is, you know, obviously this is why your podcast is so, uh, you know, so widely listened to because we are all always needing to declutter and be intentional about what we're bringing into our lives and what we're keeping in our lives, um, not just our homes, but, you know, really like your life. And so with my work, I, like I said, I'd gotten to this point that I was like, I, I don't feel like 
you know, it's just how you feel when you walk into your a room that you haven't touched or thought about organizing or just like redone in a couple of years. And you're like, I don't just like, it's not doing it for me anymore, you know? And so um, for me, I, the challenge I think is that, you know, a lot of us are multi-passionate and that was my biggest challenge was that I loved all of these different things. I loved creating with my hands and making these bridal accessories. And I loved creating digitally on a laptop with, you know, uh, with graphic design or um, web design platforms where I was creating something online and helping people, you know, really represent their business and, and grow their business. And so I loved both of them. And I, I felt like some of this came into identity issues too, because I was like, who would I be without the bridal? Who would I be without this, like these beautiful photos and being part of these editorial shoots and getting my products in stores and serving brides and having their feedback and being told they love my product or, you know, they felt beautiful walking down the aisle like that, that just really had worked its way into my life and and not all in a bad way, but some of it was tied into identity where I was like, who am I without this, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I had to ask those questions, but, um, I, what I ended up kind of landing on was just like, I envisioned, what do I want my life to look like in five years or 10 years? Do I want to be either, you know, either making products myself or managing a products, you know, a retail fashion like brand, or do I want to be doing something else um, more along the line of providing a service? And just the way that I think and the way that I work, I kind of was able to envision myself more in the service industry because I could see how I could phase myself out of that more easily and, um, and bring in other people to support the work I was doing. Whereas I, it looked, it felt like a harder uphill climb for me to do that with the products company. And it just, like I said, I think, you know, uh, being, I don't know, five, six years out of, from my own wedding, I just wasn't in that season of life anymore. You know, I was like, I was in the season of life of raising kids. So I just, I, I really, you know, through, it took a lot of prayer and a lot of like soul searching but I did come to the decision that I wanted to sell that business. And so I started doing all the work and I um, last summer actually sold it. I have been, you know, I think just so free ever since in a, in a way that I didn't know that it, it, I wasn't before, if that makes sense. I didn't know how bogged down and how burdened I felt because I had, my brain was always going in so many different directions And so when we talk about like decluttering our work, I think the first place we start is decluttering our mind because, you know, what is our work, but an outworking of like what we are able to conceptualize or think up or dream up or make happen. And if your mind is cluttered with, you know, two businesses and two kids and a household and meals and snacks and all that, it's just like, I I don't even know how you get above that except for something has to go. And so, um, you know, my kids aren't going to go. And so it had to be one of the businesses. And, um, and it, it really forced me to focus in on what I was truly passionate about, what I really loved. And like I said, that long-term vision, where do I see myself in five years? And which of these things doesn't fit in the equation? And you may not need to really be able to fully verbalize it or explain it, but you just kind of know in your gut, like when something isn't working. Um, and so... So yeah, I think, I think when we are clear on what we want and long-term, I knew I wanted to not be like the crazy mom who was spread super thin between all these different businesses. Uh, 
I, I wanted to be available for my kids, especially in these little years. I wanted to be around. I just didn't want to be always thinking of when I could get away from them to go work more, you know, because it's like, and, and also I had realized like, I'm not even that passionate about bridal. Like I just, I was at one point and then I kind of stopped being passionate about it. So it just felt like, okay, I need to give myself permission to have changed my mind. And that's a scary thing to consider, but uh, it was, it was really a freeing thing. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think whenever we are overwhelmed with like, you know, so many little tasks in our day, I think that's part of it because like you said, it's with our, it's with our minds. Like the clutter happens in our minds. It's not literally that our work is clutter. It's like, right. Our minds are cluttered up by work plus home plus kids, whatever. And so I think that, you know, we see, we have to take that time, like you said, to think about like, what's actually essential, like what's, you know, the term, like what's moving the needle wherever it is in my life and how can I kind of let go of the things that aren't and that just aren't as essential. And I think that's so important in our work. I hope you're enjoying this episode, but I'm excited to take a break and tell you about some of the amazing sponsors that are helping make today's episode of Minimalish possible. First of all, if you have been feeling a little bit like you are constantly cooking right now, Prep Dish has been so helpful for me in this time. Whenever I feel like I am out of meal ideas, I lean on Prep Dish to just give me simple, healthy recipes and a full-on meal plan for the week that I can prep ahead of time and get on the table in way less time than if I was starting from scratch with that dinner. So PrepDish is one of my favorite companies that will help you simplify meal planning. It's a meal planning service that sends you an email with a meal plan, grocery list, and prep ahead instructions every single week so that all of your meals are planned out and completely ready for the week. You can even choose from gluten-free, paleo, keto options, It makes eating healthy so much easier and the meals are also delicious. As a mom, everyone, including myself, gets hangry around dinner time and the last thing I want is to be thinking up a meal that I need to cook from scratch. Thanks to Prep Dish, the bulk of the prep is done by the time we get to dinner time because I've done it earlier in the week. So if you're looking to cook healthier meals for your family, but you also just wanna simplify the whole thing, And if you're just feeling meal planning fatigue right now and decision fatigue, check PrepDish out. The best part is that Allison, the founder, is offering listeners of Minimalish a two-week free trial, so you've got nothing to lose. That's literally two weeks of meals planned out for you, grocery lists and prep included. Head to PrepDish.com slash Minimalish to try it out. That's PrepDish.com slash Minimalish to try it out. I also want to tell you about Kyrgyz. Kyrgyz is committed to creating opportunities for the fine people of Kyrgyzstan. Each pair is handmade using centuries-old felting techniques, which make your feet feel warm and cozy. Kyrgyz not only makes your feet feel great, but wearing Kyrgyz celebrates the cultural heritage of an ancient part of the world. And every pair of Kyrgyz is handcrafted by artisans who are paid a living wage and work in a safe and supportive work environment. Wool is a special natural material that is sustainable, renewable, naturally breathable, comfortable in all seasons, and odor and stain repellent. The natural properties of wool will always keep your feet at the perfect temperature no matter the season. Your home is your sanctuary, your safe place. Kyrgyz helps you treat it as that. 
By putting on your kirkies upon arrival at home, you are signaling to yourself that you can leave the worries of the outside world outside. Their newest model, Tengri's, are unique. The felt in Tengri's is softer and more pliable, so it will fit your feet like a warm hug. They feature high backs and a pull-on tab. Once you're in them, you won't want to take them off, and I can attest to this. I have a pair of Tengri's, and I'm absolutely in love with them. They keep my feet the perfect temperature, whether it's cold outside or warm outside. They make my days at home just that much cozier. We all want our homes to feel like a cozy and peaceful place. Visit kirgis.com and use the promo code MINIMALISH to get 15% off your order. That's K-Y-R-G-I-E-S.com and use promo code MINIMALISH to get 15% off your order. All right, let's get back to today's episode. So what has that looked like for you? If you could look back and like give yourself some tips to, to that person who was like, okay, I am so overwhelmed with so many things. What would that be? First, I would say, like I, like I kind of mentioned, you need to identify what you actually want. I mean, so many of us are just kind of doing the same thing, running in the hamster wheel, and we haven't thought like, is this what I want? Am I doing what I want to be doing or not? And not that that's the only consideration because sometimes we have to do things we don't want to do and you know, and I'm not trying to say that if you're not in a job that you absolutely love that you need to quit because that's not true. Um, but I think it's helpful to identify, okay, what do I want? And, um, and then to go, okay, what is, what is working and what is not working about where I'm at? And is this like, like you said, moving the needle, is this, if I continue on this path for five years, is this going to get me where I want to be or not? And if not, why not? And what are the things that don't fit? Sort of like that Sesame Street, like one of these things is not like the other, which one does not fit? And so um, once you identify something that doesn't fit and you can remove something from your plate, maybe that's like too many commitments. Maybe that is like you think you have to sign your kid up for five activities every, um, every semester or maybe you're too, you know, you're doing too many play dates or you are involved in too many commitments um, or it may be an entire business or it could be a service within a business that you need to get rid of and do away with because it's stressing you out and it's not making you money. Um, you know, it might be any of those things. It might be a little bit of all of them. And so focus in on what is working. Once you identify the things that aren't, weed those out, focus in on what is and focus on optimizing that. So what that looks like for me was I kind of looked at three areas and three ways that I could optimize. Um, and you know, I, I will give a current example of how I'm doing this this fall my girls are going to be in three days of preschool because like I said, we don't have anyone in school yet. And so they're going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in preschool and I'm blocking my days. So I'm deciding the first day is going to be for my web and client work. The second day is going to be finishing up that work and then starting on podcast work. And then the third will be just for podcast. I'm blocking my time. So my time is my own. And even within a, you know, a job to some degree, you do have control over your time. You get to decide how you spend your time. You get to do the hardest thing first. Mark Cuban, he says, the most successful people do the hardest thing first. Yeah, those are such good tips. And I, the way that you described it is just so simple of just, okay, well, you know, you have two different businesses you work on. One, you, I love how you said, like, one, I work on this one on Monday and then on Wednesday, my next working day, I finish that work and that like that 
I guess, kind of like grace that you give yourself to be like, okay, it's not all in one day, just being real. Like this is going to trickle over to something else. And I think Mm -hmm. that's part of it is that we have to set our expectations in the right place too, and not be like, oh yeah, I'm going to get all these things done in this day. And then I'm going to be able to move on. Because for me, that's like a mental block that whenever I don't get it done, it's like, oh, okay, now, now what, you know, now, and then I end up just, you know, not not doing my work in the right order, you know, (laughs) like the hardest thing first. I just procrastinate at that point when I get overwhelmed. Yes, I do too. And I think it is, like you said, just giving yourself grace. I mean, look at, I I just don't, I'm all about, you know, creating efficiencies and synergies in my work when I can, but I just don't, I'm not going to sign up for something that's going to make my life more stressful or feel like more of a checkbox that I have to check that I will forever be striving to check and it will not like serve me or my business or my family. It's just, that is it, you know, it's like, when does the rule become less helpful, you know? And so, I mean, I love structure. I'm kind of a free spirited person. Like I like to have spaces in my week where it's like, we have no plans and we could do whatever I want today. We can go to target or we can go to the park or we can whatever. Um, so I love having open times and I love having the structure. And so for me, it just kind of made sense to be like, all right, one day is all of this. One day is all of that. And the other day, I'm going to say, you know, I probably will have a few things to finish up from the first day or emails that came overnight and things I need to deal with. But if not, then I will feel, you know, I won't feel bad if it does take it up. And I I will feel even better if I get an early start on podcast stuff. So, you know, the other thing I want to say about this is I think the key to optimizing anything is trial and error. You're not going to get it right the first time. We just need to make a decision and then see if it works. And so this is something I'm trying to figure out even in like my home life. Uh, Laundry is my least favorite thing in the world. And so um, when it comes to laundry, I'm always feeling like I'm forever just doing laundry every day. And I know everyone has their own little system for this, but I decided I'm just going to keep it simple. So I'm like, let's just try only doing laundry on Sunday and Thursday and see what happens. And, you know, it didn't go perfectly the first week I did it. It was like, well, I, oh, I forgot to put this load in the dryer and I had to go, you know, fold it on Friday. But it felt like because I had made a decision, I could then see how it went and I felt like I was making progress. So, you know, even as something as silly as that, I think we do get very overwhelmed when we're not making decisions and we're not doing anything and we just feel like we're kind of stuck and stagnant. Yeah. I talk a lot about like with routines, just the idea of routine, because I'm not a super organized person. Like I have to make things a habit and a routine to get anything done, you know? And so I always talk about how like the most important part is the follow through because, and and that trial period is really important as well. Like you said, you just have to give yourself a short goal to push yourself through these things for them to then become a little bit closer to a habit. And then Mm -hmm. it's easier to push through, you know? So I I know that that has been huge for me in any one of my like biggest ways that I've, I'd say like declutter my work is just having, figuring out a morning routine where I just wake up Mm -hmm. way earlier than my daughter and I'm able to work in that time. I wouldn't have enough time to work if it wasn't for that. So I, and I wouldn't have been able to do that if it wasn't for just like 
at least giving myself a short goal um, of, I don't know, like a week and saying like, okay, if this doesn't work over the week, it's okay. Like mm-hmm. if it feels easier after seven days, then I'm going to stick to it and keep going and set another goal. Yeah. And the other thing that we haven't mentioned is, you know, I have childcare. I have consistent childcare, but that's been a big piece of it for me as a, a work from home mom ever since, you know, my first daughter was born. Um, and, you know, and, and it's looked so different over the whole course of her life of five years. Uh, you know, for the first year or two, it was probably just my mom coming over and helping me when she could. So I had to be flexible. But, um, but now it's gotten to a place where I can have them both in preschool the same time, same days and have consistent time. And a lot of times when I'm when I see moms really overwhelmed by work, they're asking, how do you work at home with your kids? And they're, you know, they're struggling with that. And I mean, I, I can do a little bit with my kids around. I can respond to emails or I can take some notes on my phone if I think of something I need to do. But I mean, to be honest, I haven't figured that out completely. And I don't know that I really have that as a goal because mm. I found that it's just better for me if I can just be where I'm at and not feel like, okay, I've got to somehow keep you happy doing art while I'm on, you know, on my computer and I'm getting interrupted and my brain is getting frazzled. It's just that that leads me to a place of stress and anxiety and frustration versus if I just say, I, you know, I'm going to take this time and I'm going to work and you're going to have either a babysitter or be at preschool. And, and that time, you know, having that set apart time really frees me up to just be the mom that I want to be when I'm with them. So I know that's a hard thing for people. And sometimes we feel mom guilt about, you know, leaving our kids to, to go work. But, um, I think I feel worse about like working with them and snapping at them the whole time. So I found that that works for me. Yeah. And I think that what you just said is really like probably freeing for a lot of people, even, you know, people who do have to rely on childcare for a full-time job. It's been a journey for me of just kind of like what you're saying, like, oh, okay, well, I thought like in the newborn days, I had two like work from home jobs. I was like, oh yeah, I can do this in these 40 minute nap times. And then I would carry it over because it's like, that's not enough because she's so young and she didn't nap long. And I would just feel, I I felt that there was more guilt whenever I was with her and trying to work. And not that anybody should have to feel that way. There's a lot of guilt that comes with being a working mom in general. And I think we just need to deal with that (laughs) before we move forward in any way. Have you dealt with that at all? Yeah. I mean, it's it's real. And uh, certainly there's been days where I was you know, leaving my kids at home with a nanny and like tearing up in the car because I just wanted to be the one to take them to the pool or I just wanted to be the one. And I know like every working mom, whether you work from home or have a, a job outside the home, you you understand that feeling of like you want to be all the places all the time. And, you know, and um, a friend of mine calls that grace-filled limitations and that our limitations are actually grace to us because if we could do it all, I mean, we would just kill ourselves. So, and so viewing the fact that I have limitations as a mom and that I can't both run a business and raise two kids all by myself, I try and shift my perspective of being one of like not enough and failure to this is actually God's grace to me and, um, and see and shifting my perspective that it, it's allowing me to trust him ultimately is what it comes down to. Like, yes, I have to trust that my kids are going to be fine and I'm not ruining them because they are spending three or four hours 
with a babysitter or six hours at preschool. Like this is good for them. It's good to have other people pouring into them. Um, it's good for me to realize I am not a one woman show and that I am dependent and, you know, primarily on God, but secondarily on other people as well. And, and that's something that's hard for me. We cannot be all the things to everybody. Um, and then the other thing that a mom told me several years ago when we were talking about mom guilt and she's a few years ahead of me was anytime she feels guilt, she just shifts that word to gratitude. So gratitude over guilt and like, and that helps me as well. Just remember like I am grateful that I have the opportunity to work and help support my family and that God's given me skills that actually people want to pay me for. Like what, what a blessing that is. And I'm grateful that I have kids to even want to spend time with. So it's easy to get, get caught up in, in the mom guilt and thinking I should be this, I should be that. It's not enough. But what if we just said like, I'm, I'm grateful for what I do have kind of in your head. You're like, Oh, like I could be having this beautiful, perfect day. If I would just couldn't, if I didn't have to work and, like the reality is like those days don't exist. Like there's always some hard, there's always some good. So just be grateful for where you're at. And I mean, I know that seems simplistic, but um, I haven't found a better, a better solution to that than just shifting my, my focus to gratitude. Yeah. I think gratitude is key. I it's, it's huge. I think it's one of the biggest mindset shifts that has happened for me. Uh, it helps us really simplify the clutter in our brain when we shift those like negative mindsets to gratitude. So that that's so good. I, I love that you mentioned that. And I'm going to start doing that because I, I definitely need that. Yeah. Gratitude over guilt. Just repeat that. And hopefully it'll kind of start to work its way into your thinking. You know, and sometimes my oldest will complain like if I am... Um, you know, if I'm on my laptop around them or whatever, she'll be like, oh, you always are working. You're always working. And so, and then I have to have the conversation with her that I have with myself and go, hey, it, it, this is a blessing that mommy gets to be at home with you while you are coloring and doing art um, and, and, and be working because the money that I make helps send you to preschool or helps buy you clothes or toys. And so it's just like, I mean, I think it's helpful for kids I'm not afraid of my kids seeing me work. I think it's good for them to see, yes, mom works and, and I'm home with you and you are not the center of the universe. And it's good for you to just realize this is a blessing and it, it sometimes costs you something as well as it costs me something. It doesn't, doesn't mean every single day it costs them something, but once in a while, if they have to wait longer or wait for me to take a phone call or whatever, I don't think that's going to ruin them as children. I think it's okay. Like, I think it's actually good for them to see that I, you know, I can be productive and, and be, um, you know, someone that's using my skills and, and even my oldest sometimes will say like, if we ask her what she wants to be when she grows up, she says, I want to be a web designer like mom. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's cute. And it's just, you know, I, I think we don't want to idolize our children in the sense that we're like, they can never see me on my phone or they can never see me working. It's like, or we don't want to idolize our work and be like, this is the most important thing. So I think it's just important to keep both things kind of um, holding them loosely. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean holding our kids loosely. I just mean holding the expectation that our kids can't see us working loosely. That's such an important mindset shift. And I am so glad that you brought that up because I think it's something that all of us need, like whether, you know, working in the home, working out of the home, mm -hmm. whatever, like it's important that our kids can see that as a good thing too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Beneficial for them. Yeah. Help them like use that as an opportunity to help them change their perspective too. Because you know, we are like, we are kind of by default, we are at the center of our universe and we need other people and 
um, we need reality to help get us outside of the center. So, yeah, so good. Okay. So I have two quick questions that I ask every guest. Um, and the first one is what is something you're simplifying right now? Yeah. So the reality is like I'm having a baby in 11 weeks. And so I'm really kind of going through our home and getting rid of stuff. I went through all of my baby clothes. You know, I have two girls, so it's all girl clothes and all of it I can reuse, but just got rid of stuff that I didn't want anymore. Um, Cleaning out the basement, selling things. I've been just on like a Facebook marketplace selling purge. So, so I can feel like I'm kind of like starting with a clean slate when she's born and not starting off behind. Um, because for me, when my home is out of order, my life feels out of order. So that, that's kind of where I've been at. Yeah, that's definitely important with a new baby on the way, which congrats. That's so exciting. And my second question is, what is something that you can't stop talking about right now? We have been thinking a lot about school for our oldest and we still don't know what we're going to do yet, honestly, um, as far as public or like a hybrid or private school. Um, we just don't know yet. And, uh, and that's been a hard thing for me to be in a place of like uncertainty. But, uh, what I've realized is I'm not necessarily going to be able to know the answer to that until I see what life looks like with three kids. And, you know, and I think I'm just giving myself the space and grace to not have the answer right now and wait to see what life looks like in three months when she's born or in six months when we actually have to start making decisions. And so I think that's a place I don't like to be is uncertainty um, or not having made a decision, but it's kind of good for me to just let go of some of the control that I often feel I need to be happy and realize I don't, I don't need that. I like that decision can come. And I think I've just felt God say, you will have the grace for that decision when, when you need to make it and not until. And so if I don't have it, it's not time to make it yet. Yeah. So. I, I think about the same thing all the time, even though my child is even younger. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's a really, I think, important decision to be thinking about, but I love your perspective on it as well. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I have just really loved all that you've said about work and decluttering our work. And I definitely know I'll be taking some of it into my own work. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, and if you feel like Minimalish is a podcast that encourages you each week, would you share it with a friend? Go ahead and share it on Instagram. You can just text it to us to a friend, however you want to share it. This just helps invite new women into this community, and I'm super grateful for that. I'm grateful that you're here. I'm grateful that you listen in each week, and I will talk to you right back here again next week.